0: The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. And I feel like I have all of the life updates coming your way because, I mean, I don't do too much. My day-to-day, my week-to-week, I mean, yes, am I busy with my job and my clients? And absolutely. Am I busy with the gym and my life? Yes. But as far as external things go, it's I'm not a busy bee in that regard, right? I don't always have tons of plans and things going on. But recently, holy good goodness, it has been uh, quite a bit. And I'm so excited because it's kind of continuing moving forward. So this past weekend, I actually had two of my clients fly in, two clients who I work with online decided to fly in to North Carolina and come meet me in person for the first time, it was incredible. It was a weekend of really good conversations and connections and laughs and some killer workouts and just getting to be in person with these two individuals who I, I mean, talk to on a very regular basis, feel like I knew them, but actually meeting and actually spending that quality time together – Oh my goodness. It it was incredible. So that was this past weekend. And then fast forwarding a little bit, we uh, have a few friends coming into town. We are going to be going to uh, a music festival in a couple of weeks. And then I have my mom coming to visit. And then I have, let's see, my best friend's bachelorette weekend is in the middle of May as well. And then it's been, it's crazy, guys. It's crazy. It's back to back to back after the weekend for the bachelorette. Zach will be competing in his bodybuilding show, which is very exciting. The weekend after that is Summer Smash. For anyone who doesn't know, Summer Smash is an event that First Forum puts on every single year as just a giant freaking party. And I've never been. I've never been. And I'm so excited. So summer smash. And amongst all of that craziness, drum roll, please. uh, Zach and I will be moving. (laughs) Moving out of our current apartment into our new home that we officially signed the lease for just last week. So all really exciting things. But I know at the end of that little stunt of progress and it continues through June, I can rattle off about 15 other things that I've got going on for the rest of June into July. It has been and will be utter craziness. So get ready for it. Maybe I will update you guys in a few episodes uh, in future weeks with just how all of this is going and transpiring and what the heck is going on. Um, But if anyone is going through a busy season, I am right there with you and I want you to face it with excitement because there's no other reason to be feeling any other way. We're excited for all the things. Heck yeah, it's going to be busy, but I'm so grateful for all of the busyness. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Mental Reps Podcast. I am your host. My name is Deanna. And if it is your first episode, your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. We are here for all things mindset, kicking ass, taking names, success, succeeding in your life, and of course, your health and fitness journey. And if you know, you know how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're able to kick some ass in the gym, I guarantee you're kicking some ass in life and vice versa. So I am super excited you are joining us And for all of my returning listeners listeners. Welcome back. Pumped to jump into today's episode. And I wanted to do a little bit of a life update for each of you guys. From time to time, I will discuss a little bit of what's going on in my world over here on these episodes, but not too much at length because I know most of you guys are here for some sort of education, some sort of mindset shift, some sort of kick in the ass to get up and get off of yours. But I do think it's cool to just relate to each of you as well. And I love receiving messages from you guys who can relate, who can connect with some of the things that I talk about, the experiences that I've had, the journeys that I've been on. And I currently think what I'm going through right now is Uh, Is no different. So if you have listened and you've tuned in before, you know I am in the depths of my gut health and gut healing journey. It has been many, 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 many weeks, many months of damn near perfection as far as my diet goes, my training goes, my supplementation goes, all things totally geared towards fixing my dang gut. And when I say fixing my gut, I don't just mean like, oh, you know, my stomach used to hurt from time to time. Like I have a whirlwind of shit going on down there from bacteria overgrowths, um, undergrowths, uh, parasites. uh, You know, I I can't even... I think one of them was like E. coli. I don't even know. I can't even list off all of the things that were going on. It's a lot of garbage going on in my stomach, and we've had to work to kill off all of the bad shit uh, for the past almost twenty weeks now. It has been a blast, and if you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice, um, it has been a lot. It has been a lot, but a little bit of an update for you guys. We are—I say we. It's me. I am feeling better. I can't say I'm at a hundred percent because I know that I'm not there yet, but. I am slowly approaching, I want to say normalcy, where it's very normal for everyone out there. You're going to get bloated after your meals, right? You eat a big lunch, you're going to feel like your belly's kind of extended a little bit. Or if you eat a big dinner, you might go to sleep feeling a little bloated. Like all of that normal. And I am still experiencing those symptoms from time to time. It's to the extreme of, holy moly, I can't even put pants on. They don't fit right now. And holy good God, my stomach hurts so bad. I think somebody is stabbing me in my ribs. So we are still getting a little bit of that nonsense in there. So things aren't 100 100%, but they are absolutely moving in a really good direction where we are at the point of uh, being able to retest for all of the bacteria. So I did just complete another GI map, which is a stool test really fun stuff. And basically they took a look, take a look at all the bacteria going on um, in your stomach based on that. So perhaps by time each of you guys are listening to this episode, uh, I may have gotten the results back or I may not have. I know it's going to take a little while for the lab to process everything and whatever and get the results back, but fingers crossed things are good. I know they're not going to be perfect because like I said, still experiencing some symptoms, but fingers crossed things are good so that I can figure out the next step in this journey. And it's going to be really interesting because the last time I did this was all the way back in, I want to say like September or so, maybe October um, of last year of 2022. So throughout this whole journey, it's kind of been flying blind as to just really taking a look at my symptoms to see if whatever we're doing is working, um, which is a good indication. That's going to tell you quite a bit. But I'm really interested to just see, you know, what the heck is going on in there now compared to you know last September. So. Very excited for some potential answers, potential next steps, hopefully to be eating like a normal person this summer. All I want to do is be sitting out on some rooftop bar somewhere, enjoying some appetizers, enjoying a glass of wine, enjoying the vibes. Like, ugh, we are so close. I feel like I can practically taste it. But for now, we are sticking with all of my protocols, all of my bland foods. I have been eating the same meals, <laughs> sun up to sundown, every single day for the past, like I said, about 20 weeks or so, which has been brutal, but we're getting through it. We're moving in the right direction, and I'm so excited to potentially be finished in the near future. Now, I am well aware of the fact that most of you guys are not here to hear about me and my life and my craziness and what's going on. We are here to learn about pre- and post- workout, nutrition, something that if you had told me a couple years ago mattered, I'd be like, who the fuck cares, right? Eat whatever, drink whatever, do whatever. I never understood the importance of fueling your body at certain times. And I mean, sure, I guess I understood it uh, being an athlete, but I never really thought it made a difference. I kind of thought it was one of those things that they like advise you to do, but it's neither here nor there. Like it's not really gonna matter. And a big thing that I have learned throughout my fitness journey is that if you are someone who, which I'm assuming a lot of us who are listening to this show are, you're someone who gives a shit about your workouts, about your progress, about the way you feel, about the way you look, like you genuinely care. You're putting in the work, you're showing up. Most of us will agree with the fact that, you know, I don't want mediocre results. I don't want to have average results. I don't want to feel like the average human being. Because I would argue the average human being doesn't really feel too hot. Like, I want to feel great. I want to look great. I want exceptional results. I want above and beyond progress from the above and beyond work that I am putting in. And for anyone out there listening, shaking their head, being like, yeah, me too, me too. It's going to come down to how much you are willing to care about your food and your training. And I mean that in a sense because you all probably care about both, right? It matters what you put in your body, but taking a look at how you are optimizing your performance as far as your training and your nutrition go, that is gonna take results from 50% to 100%. And I like to think of this as kind of the advanced category of your fitness journey because for most people out there who again, just wanna go to the gym, they just wanna lose a couple pounds, they just wanna be healthy, they just wanna feel energized. The amount of you know, caring dictated towards the proper post-workout meal, the proper pre-workout meal, supplementation for both, it, not, not to say that it doesn't matter, but it's not a priority versus the individual who has come to that advanced stage of their journey and said, okay, no, I'm taking my training seriously. I'm not just in the gym to burn a couple calories and head out the door. I'm in here because I have a purpose. I have a goal. I have a focus. And if that is you, you need to have a purpose, a goal, and a focus with the food that you're putting in your body before your training session and after your training session. It is so important. And looking back on my journey, I've talked about this quite a bit on, on the show. I always used to go on the under eating route eat less food. That was the answer. If I wanted to be stronger, eat less food. I wanted to grow really nice quads, eat less food. I wanted to have really nice abs. Okay, that one, yeah, maybe eat a little less food. But most of my goals, it did not line up with restriction. However, I underate and I restricted. And as crazy as it is to say, I truly thought that, you know, how could it not work? You know, I'm working this hard in the gym. Of course, I'm going to build muscle. How could I not build muscle? Right? What do I need the food for? What do I need the protein for? Like I'm working, like I almost thought I could outwork my nutrition outwork my recovery if i worked harder i'd see more results versus working smarter and working with your goals instead of against it and for the longest time in my journey Pushing it six days a week, seven days a week, killer workouts, super sore. I was checking all the boxes as far as activity went, but I wasn't looking any different at all. And a big piece of that was a lack of understanding and really a lack of caring around my pre and post-workout nutrition what I was putting in my body before I headed to the gym and what I was putting in after. And most of the time, the after was what I would neglect the most because, hey, hey, we just burned a thousand calories in that workout. I don't really need to eat, right? I just burned an extra thousand. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling lean. I'm feeling sweaty. Like, all right, that post-workout meal is just going to make me feel really full and I don't want that. So I would eat like a little snack after my workout little pack of nuts or like maybe like some scrambled eggs. I don't know. It was just, it was not good. And eventually I hit a point of a breaking point because hear me out too, guys. If you're under eating like that after your workout, you may think you're doing yourself a favor. If your goal is weight loss or you want to get a little bit leaner, Uh, okay, I won't eat, but that's going to come back and bite you in the ass in like three or four hours. Almost every single time. You want to know why? Because you're so hungry after that workout. Your metabolism is so elevated. You chose not to eat anything. And at some point or another, your stomach and your brain are going to take over and say, bitch, you got to head to the kitchen right now. And when you get to that point, there is no stopping the overeating, the over snacking, the overdoing it. Whereas if you had just been smart about your post-workout nutrition, about refueling your body, you would have put yourself in a really good position to be benefiting, which we'll talk on in just a second, uh, and then not overdoing it later on. You can only suppress that hunger for so long until it comes back full force. And that was something that I had really, really struggled with and then would get pissed about overeating at the end of the night when like dude, what did I expect? Like, of course I'm starving. I just killed myself in that workout and I didn't really eat much afterwards. So what I want to have each of you gain from today's episode is the importance of pre and post-workout nutrition, kind of finding exactly what that looks like as far as general rule of thumb goes, and then implement it. Implement it. Add it into your routine starting today when you listen to this show. Add it in and I promise you will notice a huge difference in not just your performance, but your recovery and your progress. Okay, starting number one, pre-workout. Pre-workout can be broken down into a couple of categories versus post-workout is kind of just one. What I mean by that is it depends on when you are eating your pre-workout meal. And I say meal because I hate the word snack. There should never be a time where you're only relying on snacks. If you're snacking, why not just have a smaller meal? And I just, it just drives me nuts. Like, what's a high-protein snack? Like, no, there is no high-protein snack. There's a high-protein meal, you can eat. There's a meal that can be a little bit less calorically dense than maybe 500 calorie dinner, but it is still a meal. So just a little side note there, pre-workout nutrition. All right. It can be broken down to, I'm going to do two major categories here, three to four hours before your training versus about 15 to 60 minutes before your training. So eating, you know, a couple hours beforehand versus like right up at the gate, right at the start of your workout. And it does depend Okay, your meal choice, your food selection is going to be very different if you're eating, you know, lunch at noon and training at 4 versus if you are eating, you know, as you're running out the door to drive to the gym in the morning. Very, very different. So, 3 to 4 hours before your training, what the heck should you be eating and how much? Okay, carbs, protein, and fat. The three macronutrient categories. For carbs, three to four hours before your training, you do want a bit of carbohydrates. You do, you do, you do. Carbs are, are, are our body's primary source of fuel. Primary source of fuel. So if you don't have carbs in your system before you go train, we're a recipe for disaster. You're not gonna drive your car across the country without putting gas in it, okay? The carbs are the gas. So this is going to be super helpful. So at this meal specifically, your focus should be complex carbohydrates things that have high fiber in them, things like oatmeal or brown rice, things that are going to break down slowly. And the reason for that is, again, you're not training for another three to four hours. So if you put a fast-digesting carb in your body at noon, it's now broken down and being used for energy at 1, what the heck are you going to rely on for energy at 4 o'clock when you're warming up on the treadmill and get your lift done? Not much. So complex carbohydrates, a good rule of thumb is to aim for around – to about a half a gram of carbs per pound of body weight just to kind of start to see where you're at. And you can absolutely adjust this number based on how you feel. Maybe you went on the lower end and you are starving for your workout, or maybe you went on the higher end and you are like, wow, I'm really sluggish, really full. So finding a middle ground. Their example would be a 140 pound female um, would probably eat anywhere from like 35 to 70 grams of carbs in that meal prior to their training, three to four hours prior to their training. Again, complex carbs. Now, protein. The other side of protein. Protein should be pretty equally dispersed throughout all of your meals throughout the day. So it's not like you should only eat protein at dinner. You should only eat protein at breakfast. It should be pretty equally spaced out. And being that this meal. The example we're giving is three to four hours before your training it's going to be looked at as any other meal as far as protein goes so aiming for 20 to 30 grams of protein in this meal specifically it's been shown to help with overall anabolism uh, basically protein synthesis how your body builds muscle versus uh, catabolism or being in a catabolic state where things are being broken down so giving your body protein food protein prior to your training actually helps with not breaking down as much of your muscle tissue during your training. So 20 to 30 grams of protein. This could be anything. This could be uh, chicken, tuna, salmon, brown, uh, Greek yogurt. Um, Tuna, I said tuna already. Anything that you like for protein, as far as this meal goes. And I'm thinking three to four hours before training. I'm assuming this meal for most people is maybe like a lunch situation if you're someone who trains maybe after work. So think about protein that you can bring for lunch. You may not be the one who wants to bring fish into the office, you are not interested in heating up your salmon in the office microwave, it's not gonna be good, everyone's gonna hate you, so aim for chicken. Do ground beef, do ground turkey, do deli-sliced turkey on a sandwich. Like There we got protein and carbs, great source there. So 20 to 30 grams roughly uh, in that three to four hours before your training session. Now, fats is a little bit of a different story. and Fats definitely change as far as requirements go uh, for the time that you are eating them. So fat is in fact a fuel source But it is a slower digesting fuel source. So your body will break down carbs a lot faster than it will break down fats. So if you are eating a lot, a lot, a lot of fat before your workout, you are going to feel a little sluggish. You're going to feel a little full. You're going to feel a little tired. Why? Because your body is using its energy source to help break down the fat versus giving you energy to go do the thing. So aiming for like a moderate amount. You are still far enough out from your training session at this point. So moderate amount of like anywhere between, I'd say, 7 to 12, 7 to 15-ish grams of fat for that meal is going to be a good spot to make sure, again, you have energy, you have fuel, um, but not, you know, overboard where you're feeling sluggish. So you want to prioritize uh, unsaturated fats, things like olive oil, things like nuts, uh, seeds, avocados, uh, of that nature. So a good combination of all three. Carb source, you want a complex carb, maybe you're doing a whole wheat wrap, uh, protein, you want, you know, quick 20, 30 grams of protein, maybe you're doing deli turkey, and then maybe on that wrap, you were adding in some avocado. There we go. Boom, boom, boom. We've got a pretty solid pre-workout meal three to four hours before your training session. Now, totally different story if you are someone eating 15 to 60 minutes before your training. And again, if you guys are training in the morning, I typically do. This is kind of more so where your category, where your guidance comes from. And for anyone out there who is training fasted, please stop doing that please stop doing that. I did that for years and I've been told by so many people how damaging it can be for just your overall body, your growth, your progress, your metabolism, your hormones for all my females out there. It is not a good idea. Even if you're eating something super, super small, it's going to help tremendously as far as your progress goes and just making sure you're not wreaking havoc on the inside side of stuff as well. So 15 to 60 minutes before you're training carbs, this is going to be the opposite. You want something quick. Quick, quick, quick. So aiming for around the the lower end of things, the 0.25 grams per pound of body weight. Um, And you want, if you're closer to 60 minutes, uh, a a combination of the two. So this could be something like uh, oats, like an oatmeal kind of deal in the morning, but also a simple carb, something like uh, berries or pineapple, a piece of fruit is gonna break down and be giving you energy quick. Okay, so if you are on closer to the 15 minutes before your training session, you want even less. More so around like 0.1 gram per pound of body weight um, as far as carbs go, and just simple carbs, things like fruit or fruit juices, rice cakes, things of that nature. Quick source of energy because you are about to start working out and you need a quick boost. Um, Something that this now all kind of came full circle as well is when I was a gymnast um, at the University of Maryland, and we would be kind of going through our meets, our competitions. They were longer; they were on the longer side. We would going into our last rotation, our last event or two, my trainer would always throw us like little Welch's fruit snacks. Um, little packs of fruit snacks, and I never really understood why. I'm kind of just like, oh, cool gummies, like love a fruit snack, great. But that is a perfect example. It's a little bit on the process side, but a perfect example of a quick boost of energy. Having those fruit snacks at you know 2 p.m. when the meet's ending at 2:30, you'll get a quick boost of energy. You'll be able to compete your last event. You feel good, and you're not totally run down on E. Um, things like Gatorade or things like that that break down quick, quick simple sugars uh, is going to kind of do the same thing. So depending on either the 15 minute range or the 60 minute range. It'll depend on how many grams of carbs that you do choose. But typically speaking, you want things a little faster. This is also why it has become a trend in social media and fitness land that Rice Krispie treats are like the perfect pre-workout. Only thing it's doing is giving you simple carbohydrates and sugar before your workout. So is it necessarily a bad choice? No. Not at all. Based on these definitions, fits right in. Now, is it the healthiest choice, the most nutrient-dense choice? No, definitely not, but that is kind of why people will utilize that for a quick pre-workout, you know, driving to the gym type of snack. Now, for protein, again, very, very important that you do also have protein with this meal. So you want to be pairing your carb intake with protein prior to your training session. So you kind of want a one-to-one ratio. So something like um, egg whites with like two, two or three ounces of turkey and then maybe toast with jelly. And that'll be 60 minutes before your training. Why? Because the egg whites and the sliced turkey will give you lots of protein. The whole grain toast will give you a little bit of complex carbs in 60 minutes prior to. And then the jelly on the toast will give you simple carbs for more of a quick burst of energy. And a meal like that could be anywhere from like 30 grams carbs, 30 grams protein, good to go but protein before that meal is essential. Again, if you're training right before your workout, carbs are a little lower, you need a little bit less protein. So it's really just about balancing out the two for this meal as you're heading to the gym. Now fats, on the other hand, you, I don't wanna say neglect them, but you should kind of stay away from them prior to your workout. Uh, Reason being, again, they break down a lot slower. It's a lot harder for your body to break them down for energy, and it's gonna make you feel a little bit more run down. So truly keeping these to a minimum of you know five to 10 grams tops before your training session so that you aren't really slow and sluggish and full. It's really about carbs and proteins for this meal specifically. Now I did also create a little PDF with some of those quick tips and tricks. I know that I just spit a lot of information at you guys with numbers and values and simple versus complex. So if you are looking for a more tangible like PDF information, you can view with your eyes and hold onto, I did post it inside of the mental reps podcast, Facebook group, which you can find the link to join in the description of today's episode. So if you want to go grab that PDF, go ahead, join that Facebook group, totally free, lots of information. We'll continue the topic in there. I also posted a quite a few just pre-workout meetings, meal ideas that fall into either category because I'm very aware of the fact that learning this information and applying this information, totally different stories. So to be able to learn, okay, what you should have versus, okay, what am I actually eating before the gym? Please tell me. uh, There's a little bit more of information there as well as just meal ideas. So you can check that out inside of the Facebook group. Now, as far as post-workout nutrition goes, this is where there's a little bit less variability as far as, you know, this far out versus that far out, this many hours after, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason for that is because post-workout nutrition should be happening very quickly after your workout. Now, that's not to say if you don't get food in your system, you know, 15 minutes after your training, it, it's a loss. All hell breaks loose. You know, make no progress. You know, we're, we're not that specific as far as speed, but time is of the essence. And the reason for that is because in your training sessions, you're breaking down your muscle tissue. If you just hit legs, Your quads are broken down, your glutes are broken down, hamstrings, your body just put a lot of effort towards breaking down all of the muscle in your legs. Why? With the goal to repair, rebuild, get stronger. But in the process of breaking things down, you are now in a catabolic state. You've deprived your body of the glycogen stores, all the carbs you put in prior to. Your body has broken down all of its protein and muscle tissue, and it's screaming that, hey, I need some help. And that help is going to come from your post-workout nutrition. It plays a huge role in how effectively your body is able to begin repairing, recovering, and then growing from your workout. Even if your goal right now is not to see crazy changes in the growth or size of your muscle tissue, it does need that help in order to alleviate that soreness, work on overall body composition, be able to burn some body fat. If your body is struggling to just repair its muscle tissue, it's not shuttling any of that work towards decreasing body fat. So if you are someone who is constantly sore or even someone experiencing kind of that lingering soreness post-workout where maybe you'll hit legs on a Monday and you're still kind of hobbling around by Friday, this is your sign to pay extra attention to your post-workout nutrition, okay? The clock is ticking. Your gains are ticking. It's time to prioritize this. So after your workout, you just finished up at the gym, there are two options here. We can do a post-workout supplementation or we can do a post-workout meal. Actually, I'm gonna take that back. There's three options. Or you can do both. And one is not better than the other. All three are not better than two it is about what works for you and your schedule. So if you are someone who is on the go, you run to the gym and then you gotta go straight to work and then you're doing this, you're doing that, you're super busy, you gotta go to class, whatever it is, you are on the go after your training session, it may be the best case scenario for you to do some sort of post-workout supplementation where you'll get in all of the nutrients that I'm about to go through. You'll get all of that in, but you'll do it very quickly, very efficiently, And very easily because you have that ready to go with you. So my recommendation what I use post-workout is the uh, Formula 1 protein mixed with the Ignition from First Form. And I will put the link to the post-workout stack in the description of today's episode as well. But the reason I recommend and I use that myself is because the Formula 1 protein is going to be a whey isolate protein. The ignition is going to kind of be the carbs and they have to work together. So carbohydrates basically function to spare muscle and provide the primary source of energy needed to power you through lifts, all the things in your life. Um, The protein requires carbs to work. So they are a team. Carbs will spike your insulin, which then drives amino acids and other nutrients into your muscle cells and pairing the two of them together post-workout, you're then able to drive the protein into the recovery as fast as possible. If that makes sense, let me know. I know I don't want to get too deep into the science of it. Basically, carbohydrates, the right carbohydrates, open up the gates to allow you to recover faster. Let's kind of consider it that way, right? They They are the gates that allow your body to begin that recovery process. So pairing formula one protein, a whey isolate protein that's going to break down nice and fast with the ignition that's going to open up the the doorway for that protein to come in. We are talking about better recovery, better muscle growth, better, you know, faster turnaround time in the gym and more progress as far as your workouts go. So if you are someone who's on the go, highly recommend or if you are someone who just can be honest with yourself and say, "Yeah, I'm not the best cook. I hate cooking. I usually wind up ordering out. I kind of just neglect nutrition cuz I hate being in the kitchen. You want something fast and easy, there is your answer." And 100% full transparency, it will do just as good of a job as your whole foods. Now, if you have an option, my vote always is to go whole foods first. Always. No matter what it is that we're talking about, you can supplement everything in your diet, but at the end of the day, your diet should be whole food based. So if you have an option, I would vote whole foods. If you are constantly on the go and needing something quick, I would vote the post-workout stack. Now, what the heck are we doing for whole foods? Same thing applies. There's rules of thumbs for protein, carbs, and fat. So carbs specifically, again, aiming for that 0. 0.25 to 5.5 grams of carbs per pound of body weight. And you really do want to be optimizing that within 60 to 90 minutes of your training session. So it's not like you need to run home and if you miss the 15-minute window, oh, uh, it's it's a loss. But 60 to 90 minutes is a good, good chunk of time where you do want to be replenishing. Um, so as far as carbs go, you want to mix a both of, complex and simple carbs to just quickly replenish what you just broke down. Again, you put carbs in to start the workout. Your body used those carbs, depleted its glycogen storage. It's now asking for help, more carbs coming in to be able to better repair with the broken down muscle tissue. So both complex and simple Uh, things that are considered simple carbs that people don't recognize and they think are bad. White rice. White rice is a great option post-workout because it is a simple carbohydrate. It will break down a little bit faster and be able to repair that, uh, help you repair that muscle tissue um, quickly. Complex carbs could be things like uh, oats, could be things like brown rice. You can even do a combo of brown and white rice, things like pasta, whole wheat toast. All of that complex uh, is really good post-workout as well. So you do want a combination of the two. Um, As far as protein goes, again, super important. You want to be aiming for around 20 to 40 grams after your workout. And again, essential. You just broke down the heck out of your muscle tissue. Your legs are broken down. They're screaming at you. You want to have that protein begin to repair the micro tears and the fibers in your muscle tissue to get stronger and rebuild and grow. The longer they stay broken down, the slower our progress is overall. So 20 to 40 grams post-workout, again, does not matter where that protein is coming from. If you're a chicken kind of gal, cool, do chicken. If you would rather do some sort of fish, you'd rather do Greek yogurt, you'd rather do turkey, whatever your protein vice of of choice is, go for it. 20 to 40 grams paired with those carbs. Now fats, kind of the same deal applies. Just like we avoided them pretty heavily pre-workout, we want to do the same thing post-workout. You want to give your body a chance to let the carbs and the protein go to work. The fats are essentially going to slow down that progress a little bit. So it's not that fats are bad or they need to be avoided. You just need to be strategic as far as when and where you place them into your diet. So again, really no more than 10 or so grams of fat in your post-workout meal. Now, if you're making a shake and you want to throw in a little peanut butter in there, is that the end of the world? No. Absolutely not. If you're making a sandwich and you want to throw some mayo on there for some fats, is that the end of the world? No, of course not. You just don't want to make your post and pre-workout meals totally revolving around a heavy fat source. Focus on the carbs, focus on the protein, and that helps fuel and then refuel after the workout. So to answer the question of who needs to prioritize either of these, the answer is everyone. If you are someone who is regularly in the gym, you care about your results, you care about your training, it is so important. And this was, again, a realization that I just recently kind of came across in my journey is like, oh shit, it matters a lot what I put in my body before my workout. It matters a lot that I haven't eaten in five hours and I'm about to go work out. Like that is not optimal for results. And if you're just going to go to the gym to, you know, get a sweat in and, you know, live a healthier lifestyle, so you don't have specific fitness-based goals, that's a different conversation. But like I had mentioned, I know a lot of you guys out there are striving for something. You want to cut for the summer. You want to feel your best, lean. You want to be, you know, growing legs and quads. All of this comes down to not just the work you're putting in in the gym, but the work beforehand with your meals, the work afterwards with your meals, the work in between with the preparation of these foods. If you're not taking your nutrition seriously, you might as well not take your workout seriously either. And that's a really hard pill to swallow, but at the end of the day, the two of them have to work together in order to actually see and yield results. And I'm talking about the results that most people are after because there's nothing more frustrating than going to the gym, feeling like you're doing everything you need to do during that training session, but then you come out of the gym and weeks and weeks go by and you're like, there's nothing changing. So if that's you and you're getting frustrated with that process, I really strongly encourage you to take a deep dive into your pre- and post-workout meals and see if you are truly dictating and curating your nutrition around your training sessions. That's the level of seriousness that we need to get to where you're really just doing what you need to do to optimize the work that you are putting in. And if anybody needs any help and assistance with pre- and post-workout meals, nutrition choices, all of the things, you guys know where to find me. You can shoot me a message over on Instagram. I'd be happy to help you out. And like I had said, we're going to continue the conversation with a few additional resources over in the Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group. So if you are not already a member, I would be happy to have you join in and we can kind of keep the ball rolling there.